Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Monday. Thank God it's Monday, TGIM. Everyone's having, everyone having a great weekend. Oh, thank you so much for joining today on The Boost. Whatever day it is that you join, thank you so much for joining. This is a great opportunity, another week. We move now into the week of September, which means the fun was, I mean, the fun's, it's fun to grow, right? But I guess for those of you who are like living in school calendar world since you were a kid or you have kids, like September is like back to school, back to life. When I was younger, I used to hate September. Now I love it because there's a certain purposefulness to beginnings. This is the beginning, the beginning of a new school year, beginning of new opportunities. Hopefully for those that are in these states with like, you know, kids going back and you're just hoping that everything goes back to somewhat normal or forward to greatness. So thanks so much for, to- for, jo- for joining and tuning in. And I hope that we get a little better every single day. So yesterday we spoke about, for those that are, um, for those that are, that are, that heard yesterday's show, we spoke about this story of the rabbi who was walking down the street and someone threw eggs at him. And as opposed to getting upset, he gave him a blessing. So yesterday, my mom, who's wonderful, who's listening, wrote three words in the chat that later I spoke to her about that was really an incredible concept that I want to delve into today. She wrote, externalize, don't internalize. And that was a very big aspect of wisdom that I want to delve into today. So if you remember the story, the rabbi's walking down the street and a guy doesn't like one of his, his rulings on a matter of law, so he throws eggs at him. And what we spoke about yesterday is that there is a disconnect, there is a chasm between circumstance and feeling. And I want to delve a little bit further into that. What we want in life is experience. We want an experience called life. Experience manifests in many ways through our feelings. That's the experience that we're having. Usually experience isn't relegated to our minds, right? When you walk into a room and you see people that you love, you're not like, hmm, there's that person that I love. That's interesting. There's a feeling you have. When you walk into a room and you feel people that you dislike, you're not like, hmm, I really dislike that person. You feel something. So an experience really is manifest in us through feeling. Most people think that circumstance and experience are interconnected. So when I walk around people that I love, I experience good things. When I'm around people that I dislike, I experience negativity. Because there's no chasm. There's no break. There's nothing that separates. They've never sort of jammed a linchpin in between a circumstance and an experience. So as a result, they have no choice but to try to get as many good experience, uh, circumstances as they can because they want to experience a good life. 
but the only way they can experience a good life is by working on their circumstances. That makes sense? For most people, because we all grow up in a world where we are too unsophisticated intellectually to see the difference, so now we get thrown into the world where they just have us try to get better circumstances. They pat us on the back after we win a game. Or they like play to us after we lose a game. It's not, like it's not any better when you give like the fourth place team a trophy. You just, you just don't want people to feel bad. So as opposed to, and they're kids. So like as opposed to like trying to enable a child to see that even in defeat, there's an experience which is positive. It's like, you're all winners. I think that's ridiculous. That's my personal opinion. It, it just, it's a sense of, I don't want to get into this. It, it's amazing how we can't allow children to lose anymore. There's nothing wrong with losing. It's, it's about learning how to enjoy and experience even a loss. It's just that we don't want kids to feel bad. So we like whitewash those feelings and they have to feel good. So we have to like change the circumstances for them because we're just scared that if the circumstances are negative, it's going to lead to bad experiences. You're seeing this all over the country now. You can't say things that people disagree with. So when you live in a world where you've never really practiced creating a space between your circumstances, your experience, then you got to control your circumstances in life. And you're obsessed about controlling your circumstances in life. And when these circumstances don't work out, you, you feel bad. That's why most people are trying to control circumstance, right? That's why I need to go on vacation to feel good. I need to have this in order to get this, right? I don't want it anymore. I need it. I need this because if I don't have it and I don't get more of it during my time, I don't know how to grapple with life. There are a lot of people like this. Mom and dad have sort of, helicoptered long enough where they really haven't experienced negative circumstances. They don't know what it's like to, to fail. And so now they need to always be winning to feel good because their circumstances and their experiences are linked, but they're not the same. Circumstances are outside. Experiences inside. It's two different domains. Outside is not inside. What takes place around us is not what takes place within us. And we've been talking about this forever. But you have the choice to determine what you're going to work on. We don't have an infinite amount of hours. We don't have an infinite amount of of willpower. So we have to work on something. We have to build something. You have to make a choice. When you're little, you can be like a doctor and a lawyer and an Indian chief and a basketball player. Like, yeah. But when you get to be an older, you can't really be all those things. You got to make a choice, right? That's why it's hard. Sometimes people are dating. They're struggling with this. This is like a big deal in dating. There are people that are dating like professionally. They're like professional daters because every time they settle down with one person, they're like, well, but there's so many more. So like they see the things that are wrong with this person and like everyone behind that person looks like, you know, they're brand new. So they just can't settle 
because they can't choose. So they just, they just go, they just, they date. That's what they do. They date. They're not dating for a relationship. They're just dating, right? They're not trying to find something to watch. They're just scrolling to see what else is on. But when you get to be more mature, you start realizing that I'd rather be with one person than fully and be able to create an ex- ex- a relationship, even if that person isn't perfect, because I'm not perfect, then, ha- then be with 15 people and each one's not real. So we have to choose in life. Where are we going to spend our time? So of course you got to live in the world. Of course you got to try your hardest. Of course you got to put food on your table. Of course you got to try to get the things that you need in life. But how much time are we spending controlling circumstances versus how much time are we spending controlling experiences? How much time are we spending in creating muscles to give us a circumstance or an experience. If you're controlling circumstances, you're spending all of your time trying to control the world around you, trying to get other people to do what you believe to be true, trying to manipulate the world so that it fits into your worldview. If you spend time working on experiences, you're trying to change and strengthen your own filters so that when the world around you sends you a circumstance, you process it in a very specific way. So when someone sends you negativity, you've built a mechanism to not internalize that. You're not, your mind is not an open thoroughfare. Your mind is a guarded castle. There's a huge difference. When you look out into the world and you're saying, my job in this world is to increase my experience in this world. My experience is internal. And to increase and enhance my experience, I have to work on my mind. I have to work on my framing of my of situations. I have to build a fortress around negativity before I let it in. I have to learn how to deal with negative people. I have to learn how to deal with negativity. I have to learn how to deal with people that don't like me. I have to learn how to deal with people that don't tell me how great I am. I have to work on myself to enhance my internal aspect of myself. So that I am strong on the inside. That's why this, that's what this whole gratitude thing is all about. Gratitude is a technique to enhance your internal experience because you're having the same circumstances. You're, you're still doing the same stuff. You're still using your eyes. You're still walking down the block. You're still eating the same foods. You're just now using an internal technique called gratitude to shift your perspective, to appreciate the thing more, sending more pleasure in. Nothing in the circumstance is changing with your gratitude. Gratitude doesn't change your circumstances. Gratitude changes your experience of the circumstances. We all been there. We're either us or someone we know or a child, whoever walks into an incredibly circumstance, an incredible circumstance, but because they're in a bad mood, it's all terrible. 
Am I wrong? Doesn't this always happen? Where you're walking into something that's amazing and there's someone like that's like in a funk. And as a result, like, it's fine. You're like, are you crazy? It's okay. It's because they're having a problem internally. So the circumstances are just fine, but they've now not spent time focusing on the internal aspect of it. So let me give you, I think, the greatest enemy, the greatest enemy to experience. The greatest enemy, in my opinion, to experiences, I hope I'm being clear with what I'm talking about, is the misconception that negativity doesn't hurt us more than the person who brought the negativity. Say that again, because we're going to have to unpack this together. We think that thoughts are insignificant. So when we have a thought, we'll just go with whatever thought. I ask somebody to give me $10, they're like, really, for what? If I ask someone to give me 10 minutes of their thinking, they're like, okay. Like, I can say something to somebody that may hurt them, and they will think about it for, I don't know, hours, their brain will invest in negativity. And they're not going to like go, oh my gosh, I'm not allowing my brain to be negative. They may go, I'm not allowing, my, my, I'm not allowing myself to pay any money because it's something that I can touch and that I can feel. But just negativity, it's thought. What's thought? We consistently downplay the value of thought. We don't think it's valuable because there's so much of it and because we can create it on demand. So since we can create things on demand, we don't find them to be valuable because when you live in a consumer world, the consumer world that we live in values things based on its um, scarcity, based on its cost. So if I have something that no one else can get, the value goes up. I live in a materialistic, consumer-based world. But because thought comes out of nowhere, and because thought I can recreate, and because thought I can do whenever I want, how valuable is that? Everyone has thought. So I have no problem allowing myself to get lost in negative thought with no ramifications. I have no problem getting sucked into negativity and not stopping it or not even trying to stop it. If I'm mad at somebody, I have no problem allowing that, that anger to fester in my mind. I can replay a conversation with someone that I'll never really have. For, I'll never like stop myself. What's the big deal? I'm in the car. How many of you have been driving in the car and like you're playing a conversation that you wanted to have with someone years earlier? It's never going to happen. But you have no problem being like, that's okay. You have no problem. And then from thought, then there's speech. I no problem talking about it. I'm venting. It's healthy. Yeah, it's a little healthy, but not the level in which we do it. We do not appreciate what negative thinking does. 
negative thinking is the greatest enemy to experience because experience is thought. It's not circumstance. It's our approach. It's our experience. It's our interpretation of circumstance. One of the greatest misconceptions when it comes to forgiveness is that we think that forgiveness is for the other person. It's not true. Forgiveness isn't for the other person. Maybe that's reconciliation. Forgiveness is for yourself. This is an amazing thing. Think about this. Somebody hurts you and you're mad. So that person hurts you once, let's say. So you know what you give them in return? You now hold negativity in your brain for years. So the way you pay them back is by allowing them to influence you forever. What an incredible approach. They say something that's insensitive. It bothers you. That's one second. That's one minute. You know what you do for them in return? You allow that to bother you for the next year. You allow yourself to have a, a less of a good time when they're in the room. How's that for getting back at them? You allow the next time you do the thing to be more negatively inclined. How's that? That work out for you? That's perfect, right? Because we think we're getting back at them by being negative. You don't appreciate that. The only person that loses when we're negative is us. We haven't built walls around negative thinking. Because negative thinking is hard. It's an internal enemy. And things that are hard are things we like to avoid. I understand how to deal with maybe doing or speaking, but thinking is much harder. Where does it come from? How do I stop it? Is it me? Is it not me? Where does it ah, I don't know. I'm exhausted. It's nine o'clock in the morning. I'm already exhausted. I'm going to have time to fight my thought. What am I going? Are you crazy? The battleground of your experience is in your mind. It's internalizing. We got to talk about it. That's what we do on the boost, right? We try to unpack things. We got to unpack this. Because if we internalize everyone's words or actions, we're just subject to everyone else's stuff. We're just subject to their moods. We spoke about this a little bit last week. If every time I come down and I, you're in a bad mood and I'm totally subject to your actions, now I'm in a bad mood. So we got to like hide in a bubble our whole lives and like, you know, listen to like, you know, affirmations to feel good about ourselves. Come on. Could we be more snowflakes? I mean, like you see this with some people today, they're mommish snowflakes. They're literally, it's like unbelievable. You see the wrong thing and they're blown out. You can't even have a conversation with some people. They're so sensitive. I'm not saying we got to be insensitive. I'm not saying we don't have to be human. We got to be resilient. We got to try. So how do we do it? So it's a good idea to listen to your mom, right? You externalize. You don't internalize. How do we do that? 
well, we're here all week with God's help. So we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right, everybody, think about it today. We don't have to answer stuff. We just have to like think about them a little bit. For today, I want you to think about something for me. When something negative happens today, I want you to just watch it. Don't do anything. Just like pictures if you're an observer and you're like watching yourself. See if you can like almost like picture. Someone says something, does something, you hear some news. You can almost like picture the news going into your head and like, like the virus spreading and the negativity overwhelming. Just start to watch just how somebody else in some other circumstance could change how you feel and how empowered you are. Because the more we watch it, the more we'll get better at it. And then we'll learn how to put up a defense to it. And then with God's help, we'll work together on how to externalize and not internalize. Okay. Have an incredible day. Make it as awesome as possible. And with God's help, I can't wait to see you again tomorrow.